when we talk about ADHD, about the challenges that are associated with it. What doesn't get enough airplay is the positives that come along with it. Now, ADHD people are often, you know, super, super intelligent. Some of them are gifted. Um, there is all sorts of things that the ADHD brain does that is quite exceptional. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Shire Health Chats. Today I am joined online by Sharon Collin from the Functional Family ADHD Coaching. Sharon is an award-winning ADHD coach and consultant. She is passionate about helping people with ADHD understand how their brain works and create joyful, functional lives with ADHD. As well as Sharon's lived experience, which involves her husband and three sons having ADHD, she has been researching ADHD for over 15 years. Sharon enjoys being near the sea, spending time with her boys, her dogs, and her two boxer dogs, who are more like living cartoon characters than actual dogs. Sharon, <laughs> welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so happy that we're having this chat today. Me too. So look, we, we at the practice are really looking for how we can better offer services for ADHD and uh, making sure we're doing uh, the best possible healthcare for neurodivergent people. Can you tell us a bit about what you do and where you are? Okay, uh, so basically an ADHD coach is someone, it's a little bit kind of like a life coach, but we have specific training to work with the ADHD brain. So what we are concerned in is we are um, about practical skills. So we are about the executive function challenges that come along with ADHD. So we are very much about the how and how to implement them. Uh, and one of the best things that I get to do as an ADHD coach is really identify my client's strengths because it's strengths-based training and then see if we can pull some of those strengths across into the areas that they find challenging or the, the challenges that they might experience because of their ADHD. So it's, it's a really fun process. It's not like therapy, it's quite different. Uh, so we look at where challenges are, what we can do about it, how can we, how can we make life easier? Now, as a mum of three ADHD boys, as you as you mentioned in that intro, I know firsthand how challenging life can be when you're doing everyone's executive functions for them as a mum. So I really love anything that's going to save you time, effort, and uh, have streamlined systems to make life more enjoyable when there's ADHD in the mix. I love that. And I want, to, I want to tease out something you said there, which is about identifying people's strengths. Can you talk more about that? Yes. Well, we often hear when we talk about ADHD about the challenges that are associated with it. What doesn't get enough airplay is the positives that come along with it. Now, ADHD people are often, you know, super, super intelligent. Some of them are gifted. Um, there is all sorts of things that the ADHD brain does that is quite exceptional. We know that they are often really creative people. They are really good problem solvers. Their brains are ideas factories. They come up with incredible ideas. Uh, they often, are, you know, outside the box. They, you know, they have a good pattern recognition, so are able to recognise patterns. Um, so a real asset to the workplace. And I kind of picture my favourite psychologist in the Shire um, talks about 
um, ADHD being a little bit like when Spider-Man goes to, you know, gets the ability to do the webbing. And at the start, he's a bit, oh, yeah, interesting. yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit like all over that. the place and he webs himself and it's all a bit chaotic. So he goes away into this warehouse and learns how to use his skill. Now that is the bit that the people who work with people with ADHD get to help the ADHD, the person with ADHD do. We look, teach them about their brain and how they can use it to help themselves. Which, which psychologist came up with that? That was Melinda at Muse Psychology in Ingedine. She's amazing. Oh, lovely. Yeah. I do like having such a... The Shire is great. Like you've got this, this real breadth of experience in allied health professionals and medical professionals. Um, so tell me a bit about your business and um, how you ended up in the Shire. Okay, so I've been in the Shire since I was five. I'm from Brizzy originally um, and how I ended up with this business is I married my husband who is and coming from an ADHD coach who works with ADHD every day, still the most extreme hyperactivity presentation I've ever come across to this day. Um, he had a terrible time in school. He was labelled the naughty boy. He was, this was, you know, this is like the 80s and 90s, right? We didn't have the same understanding of ADHD that we do now. And um, he, his experiences was very trauma filled with, misunderstood with ADHD. And we know a little bit of those misconceptions and stigma still come along with ADHD. And that's what I'm really interested in, in busting down some of that. Um, and so I was looking at his awful experience. And then, you know, we went on to have three beautiful boys and I, I was given a pamphlet about ADHD. <laughs> and I was thinking, how on earth am I going to keep these kids alive? You know, they, they you know, what, what, I didn't have the skills to be able to handle what they were putting out there. So I started researching ADHD like a woman obsessed because it was survival for our family at that point. You know, when you've got this much going on in one family, it is a very extreme family. The company was almost called the dysfunctional family, I have to tell you. Um, <laughs> okay. But... Uh, what I what I learnt from that is that there's some things that we can do to help work with the ADHD brain. We don't work against it, we work with it. And then I went back and did my formal training at ADCA in New York and qualified as an ADHD coach because that bit is important and we really want to make sure that we have the skills to back up, um, you know, what we're doing with with beautiful people with ADHD and have the skills to be able to help them have fun and functional lives with ADHD. I really like that where you, most people would just see the crisis, you actually saw the, the crisis and the, uh, the solution and the tremendous business opportunity and the chance to serve the community. That's That's fantastic because it is often those crises where we get the best sort of solutions that come out of business or medicine. Um, we've been thinking at the practice about how we can set up our services to help with ADHD assessment. And we've been debating ideas about how to set up those consultations. Do you think there's anything we can do to make that easier? We were talking about maybe quiet appointments or appointments where there's not as many people in the practice. We talk about how do we get parents and, and uh, mm -hmm. if, for example, it's a kid and a parent, how do we get them both along at a reasonable hour? Talk mm -hmm. to me about that. Oh, I love that you guys are, are having these conversations. And, you know, in other states, New South Wales is a little bit, I went to the um, ADPA conference uh, recently. We learned that New South Wales is 
is a little bit behind in terms of management of ADHD. And so GPs mm. are actually the front line and pushing this stuff forward. Um, in, in countries like, uh, in states like Tasmania, for example, they can, GPs can actually manage ADHD, which I really mm. wish that would be the case in New South Wales, but we might get there. There's hope. There's a certain inquiry. We're all looking there's, at the options. But there's hope, right? I know right? exactly what you mean. Yeah. So really, you guys are the front line. So you're getting the, if we're talking about a child, I mean, in this instance, in this example, you guys are getting the parents when they are at the peak of distress. Right. So mm. they're coming to you. They maybe the preschool or the uh, primary school have flagged it. They're getting a lot of negative feedback from the world and possibly feeling a little bit um, excluded from things. Because I know from from my kids as well, you can get lots of negative feedback and it starts to feel like you're getting a bit. Oh, my gosh, it gets, starts to be quite terrifying. Um, so you're getting that that you know at people at the heightened emotional state where they're coming to you to get a referral to the developmental pediatrician or if it's an adult to the psychiatrist so i'm thinking that things that you guys could do is obviously you know what you already do which is being present um trying you know asking nice questions letting them tell you what's going on and making that judgment call about whether to refer them on to you know the, the person who can do that assessment um, in terms of sensory issues like you flagged there there is a adhd and sensory issues come you know go hand in hand ADHD, we have a we have a saying um in adhd coaching that adhd doesn't come to the party alone it brings friends right so we know that it's very linked to tourette's we know it's linked to being gifted we know it's linked to you know sensory issues um odd pda those kind of profiles and so you know having things like asking the question never being afraid to ask do you want me to dim the lights would you like me to turn that music off is there a time of day that suits um, these families better generally speaking for my family i know mornings you're going to get more out of my children in the mornings and the afternoons it's we're just holding on for the ride all right it's <laughs> um but in the mornings they can regulate quite well um so we we view uh transition so what you when they're coming into you they're essentially doing a transition from home to a gp surgery they all cost they all have a, a tax on the adhd brain mm. so in the earlier part of the day for a lot of people not everyone but for a lot of people they've got more cash to spend at that first part of the day they run out of money by the end of the day and you start to lose that transition ability a little bit um so but asking the question because everyone is unique and Everyone has their own way in which ADHD presents for them. Uh, and knowing that the, the parent that's sitting in front of you is going to have a very, very, like they've got their own emotional roller coaster that's coming along um, to that appointment. And it can be really, really challenging as a, as a parent sitting in that position. Um, and it would have taken them a lot to get there. One of the things, like we really do appreciate that. We, we try to appreciate that in our practice that we do not expect people to turn up at their best. Like for routine consultations, I don't expect to see people at their best. I know they're either going to be distressed or nervous or anxious, uh, but particularly for um, bringing your kid in, for example, for an ADHD consultation or yourself coming in as an adult to be assessed for ADHD, we really don't expect people to be at their best. We're happy if they are, mm. but we don't expect it. And we're very happy to work with them on that. And what most people, oh, sorry, <laughs> I was going to say no, you go. You go. Um, that with ADHD comes along a thing called RSD, right? So um, rejection sensitivity dysphoria. And for them, they, the thing that they might be most fearful of in any sort of appointment setting is the being dismissed or rejected. Mm. Um, so, I mean, you guys, 
do a great job at, you know, you're hearing them and being present for them and being able to listen to their concerns. But I would say underneath a lot of that emotion is the fear that they're going to get dismissed or rejected um, for their request, which if we can set that out right from the get-go that that isn't going to be happening in this appointment, it can really be a comfort. Yeah, so that was RSD, rejection sensory uh, sorry, just give me that again. RSD. Rejection sensitivity dysphoria. Right. Yeah. And so where we feel, um, yeah, <laughs> uh, where we feel uh, rejection or we're quite sensitive to rejection and um, we almost feel it as physical pain. It's an intense response uh, to rejection or, being, you know, the, the per perception that they might be getting rejected. Mm. I guess it's important. We wanted to bring up a lot of these educational topics because we're aware people are looking in non-traditional sources for their information, whether it's social media, whether it's Discord, Reddit, TikTok. Uh, can you talk to me? We were just having a chat about a, a very interesting study. Tell me about that study on TikTok and information. Yes, there was a study done in the States recently about um, ADHD and what we are consuming. And, you know, it has recently blown up. ADHD. I mean, I've been in this space for a long time, but uh, yeah. quite recently after COVID and everyone all of a sudden had eyes on their kids and were starting to notice things, it has blown up in terms of publicity. And there's lots of information on TikTok and lots of information on social media. Um, lots of people going, you know, like, I've lost my wallet. It must be ADHD, you know, those sorts of things. Um, and there was a study done. And I can tell you that <laughs> absolutely not. Um, you know, the, the study was done that that 50% of the information that people are getting about ADHD is actually incorrect on TikTok. Yeah. And so that it's is concerning. Yeah, that, I mean, that it's is concerning. Um, and that's why it's important to talk to your doctor about it and to talk to your psychiatrist about it or your developmental pediatrician and your ADHD coach, people who actually have the training in it. Um, don't listen to so-and-so at the barbecue, like your old uncle that has lots of opinions about back in my day. They didn't have ADHD. Uh, I can tell you they absolutely did. You guys just handled it badly. Um, you know, so we, we just want, we want to hear from informed sources about ADHD and what that means. And it's more than just a focus issue. You don't grow out of it. It does, you know, like yeah. all of these things that um, that people like to say about ADHD, we really want to always take it back to where what is actually, um, you know, evidence based, what is actually uh, the correct source of information. Hey, if people did want to get in touch with you or follow your services, where is the best place to find you guys? Yes, so I've got quite a few different things that I do in the functional family because I know that um, I, I basically we created everything that we wish we had have been offered. <laughs> um, so we, I do ADHD coaching for adults and teenagers. I do parent mentoring for parents and that's helping the parents with their beautiful kids. Um, I have a online program. I have a low cost membership. I have a free podcast, free blog. All of those are available at thefunctionalfamily.com. You can follow me on Instagram or Facebook um, at The Functional Family. And I also have a free support group online as well. So, you know, if people want to get involved, you know, feel free, reach out to your tribe and be a part of this um, beautiful community, which is a really kind and caring space from people who live it every day. Well, I can sit here and chew the fat for hours with you, but I think I will wrap it up there. It has been an absolutely pleasure talking health with you. That has been an episode of Shire Health Chats, healthy local conversations. You have a great day, Sharon. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs>